millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The stories of Mahabharata retold by Shudipta Bhaumik. Welcome, dear friends, to another episode of the stories of Mahabharata. In the last episode, we heard how the Pandavas disguised themselves and went into hiding in King Virat's place as his servants. Queen Sudeshna had a strong and powerful brother named Kichak. At Sudeshna's behest, King Virat had appointed him as the general of his army. With the army by his side, Kichak exercised significant power and influence in the running of the kingdom. Virat could hardly control him. One day, Kichak came to visit his sister Sudeshna. As he stepped into the room, Kichak saw Draupadi massaging Sudeshna's scalp with fragrant oil. Kichak stood frozen at the door. Draupadi's beauty left him dumbfounded. He forgot why he was visiting his sister. With Kichak gawking at her, Draupadi felt embarrassed. She excused herself and left the room. Kichak's Lustful eyes followed her. Sudeshna noticed her brother's awkward behavior. She asked, You seem to like my maid, Sairindri. Kichak turned back and said, Liked? I am in love, sister. Who is she? Where is she from? I want to make her my queen. Kichak stormed out of the room to look for Draupadi. Draupadi was waiting outside the room for Kichak to leave. Kichak was glad to find her there. With a large grin on his face, Kichak said, My darling, you are wasting your beauty here in Sudeshna's quarters. Come with me. I will get rid of my wives and make you my queen. Draupadi looked down and said, Please, leave me alone. I am a maid from an inferior caste. Besides, I am married, and if my Gandharva husbands know of your indecent proposal, they'd kill you. Draupadi left, without giving Kichak any time to respond. Rejected by Draupadi, the frustrated general went back to Sudeshna and said, My dear sister, you must do something. I cannot live without Sarindri. By hook or by crook, make her come to me. Sudeshna thought for a while. 
Draupadi's beauty always made her uneasy and she feared that some day her husband Virat might fall for her. If Kichak could entice Sarindri and marry her, then she wouldn't have anything to worry about. She looked at Kichak and said, I have a plan. You invite me to a feast at your place. Prepare delicious meals and arrange for exotic wines. I will feign sickness and ask Sarindri to go to your house and fetch some food and wine. And when she arrives, you can seduce her with your charm. Kichak agreed. Few days later, Kichak invited Sudeshna to a grand feast at his place. Sudeshna called Draupadi and said, Sairindri, my brother has invited me to dinner at his place. He has brought some of my favorite drinks, but I don't feel too well. Would you please go to Kichak's house and bring some food and drink for me? Draupadi was reluctant. She said, My lady, please don't ask me to go to Kichak's house. He is a brute and he lusts for me. If I go, he'd force himself on me. You have many maids. Send one of them to fetch your food and drink. Spare me. Sudeshna held Draupadi's hand and said, Don't worry, my dear. Kichak wouldn't dare harm someone whom I send. Go and get my drink. I'm dying of thirst. Draupadi couldn't stall her any further. With a golden flask in hand, she proceeded towards Kichak's house. Kichak was overjoyed to see Draupadi visit his home. He held the door wide open for Draupadi and said, Welcome, welcome to my humble abode, my darling. I knew you'd come. My soft white bed is eagerly waiting for your lovely body. I have delicious wine brought specially for you. Come and enjoy with me. Draupadi's face flushed with rage. With a trembling voice, she said, The queen sent me to fetch some wine for her. Kichak held Draupadi's hand and said, Don't worry about the wine. My maids will take care of that. You come with me. Kichak pulled Draupadi to his chest. Draupadi pushed Kichak away to free herself and ran towards the door. Kichak laughed and grabbed Draupadi from behind. <laughs> Where are you going, my darling? You cannot leave without fulfilling my desire. He dragged Draupadi towards his bedroom. Trembling in anger, Draupadi summoned all her strength and with her elbows she struck a powerful blow to Kichak's chest and freed herself from his grip. The blow left Kichak out of breath and he stumbled to the ground. Scared and humiliated, Draupadi ran to King Zvirat's court. With a loud cry, the furious general Kichak ran after Draupadi. The moment Draupadi entered the court, Kichak caught up to her in front of the king, grabbed her hair and kicked her to the ground. King Virat was shocked. He stood up from his throne and said, Kichak, what are you doing? Kichak didn't care to respond. He looked at Draupadi lying on the floor, spat on the ground and left the court. Bhim and Yudhishthir were also present in the court. 
Bhim's face turned red with anger. He jumped up from his seat and was about to pounce on Kichak. But Yudhishthir held his arm and stopped him. Surprised, Bhim looked at Yudhishthir. Yudhishthir gestured him to calm down. Draupadi noticed Yudhishthir as she crawled up to Virat. Her eyes were glowing with hatred and rage. With a cracked voice, she said, O king, your brother-in-law Kicha kicked me in your court, humiliated me in front of you and your ministers. Still you let him go. Is this how a king is supposed to treat his people? Can't I expect any justice from my king? Where are my powerful husbands, my saviors? How could they stay calm after this? Virat was in trouble. Kichak was not only his brother-in-law, but also the commander-in-chief of his army. He couldn't risk offending Kichak. He looked at Draupadi and said, Sairindri, you blame me for no reason at all. I don't know what happened between you two. How can I judge without listening from both the parties? Streams of sweat flowed down angry Yudhishthir's brows. He said, Sairindri, stop crying and go back to Queen Sudeshna. I believe your Gandharva husbands don't think this is the appropriate time to demonstrate their rage. Else, they would arrive by now to take your revenge and uphold your honor. Draupadi was not happy with Yudhishthir's words. She refrained from any argument and went back to Sudeshna's quarters. Draupadi's tears pained Sudeshna. She held Draupadi's hand and said, Sairindri, it was for me you went to Kichak's house. If you so desire, I will have Kichak executed for insulting you. Draupadi wiped her tears and said, You don't have to do anything. Kichak will be punished. Tonight will be his last night on this earth. Draupadi went back to her room and took a long bath to cool her body and calm her mind. She thought Bhim is the only person who can avenge her insult. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That night, when the palace went to sleep, Draupadi surreptitiously stepped into Bhim's room. Bhim was sleeping in his bed. Draupadi embraced Bhim and said, Wake up, Bhim! Kichak has insulted your wife, kicked her in front of a court full of people. How could you sleep? Bhim woke up. He held Draupadi in his arms and said, Why did you come here? What would happen if somebody finds you? Our 13 years of hardship will go in vain. Tell me, tell me what you have to say and go back to your room right now. <laughs> Draupadi couldn't control herself any longer. She broke into sobs and said, A woman who has Yudhishthir as her husband is bound to be insulted and humiliated. It was for Yudhishthir evil Dusashan dared to insult me. Jadrath dared to kidnap me. And today Kichak dared to kick me. It is for his poor judgment we had to go through so much hardship. Shame on me that I am still alive. I should have died long ago. Bhim held Draupadi's hand. And in a choked voice he said, Shame on me that you had to go through such distress. Believe me, if not for Yudhishthir, I would have killed Kichak in the court right in front of the king. Draupadi cried and said, I don't want to listen to any excuses. If you don't kill Kichak by tomorrow morning, I'd drink poison and kill myself. Bhim held Draupadi in his chest and said, I promise, I promise, I will kill Kichak tomorrow. Ask him to come and wait for me in the dance hall at night. There is a nice bed in the room. He will meet his death right on that bed. The next day, Kichak arrived at Sudeshna's quarters to meet Draupadi. He pulled Draupadi to a corner and said, I hope now you realize how much power I wield in this kingdom. I kicked you in the court and nobody dared to raise his voice, not even the king. Virat is only a showpiece of a king. The truth is, I rule this kingdom. Be my lover and I will cover you with gold. Hundreds of maids and servants will serve you. You will be the queen of Matsya. Draupadi looked around to check if anybody was listening. She came close to Kichak and with a naughty smile she said, Promise me you will keep our relationship a secret? Promise you won't tell anybody, not even your friends or your siblings about our love? I am afraid of my Gandharva husbands. If they come to know... Kichak was ecstatic to hear this. He held Draupadi's hands and said... Don't worry, nobody will know. A smile 
flushed on Draupadi's lips. She said, Come to the dance hall tonight. There is a beautiful pet in the room. I'll wait for you there. Draupadi didn't wait a moment. She picked up the flowers and oils for Sudeshna and disappeared from Kichak's view, leaving him giddy with joy. That evening, when darkness covered the Matsya kingdom and torches lit up the palace corridors, Kichak walked towards the dance hall. He dressed himself in gorgeous clothes and jewelry, splashed the most exotic perfumes on his muscular body. Lotus garland surrounded his neck. As he stepped into the dance hall, he could see in the faint light a body lying under the covers in the bed in one corner of the room. Tonight my dream will come true. My love, my Sairindri is waiting for me in the bed. He shut the door behind him and tiptoed to the bed. Trembling with excitement, he sat on the bed, gently touched the reclining body and said, Darling, I am here. Look at me. Women say they have never seen a more handsome man. Get up and give me an embrace. A voice from under the cover said, I am lucky to meet a self-proclaimed handsome man like you. Your touch gives me the shivers. The next instant, the covers blew away and Bheem sat up on the bed <laughs> laughing like a madman. With two strong arms, he held Kichak and said, Now you will get to feel my touch. Bheem lifted him up and thrashed him on the marble floor. Ugh! You... You evil man, how dare you lay your eyes on Sairindri? I will kill you! Bheem pulled him up and hit a powerful blow to his belly. Kichak slammed against the wall. But Kichak was no weakling either. He jumped off the wall and tackled Bheem to the ground. A fierce fight ensued between the two giants. However, Kichak was no match for Bheem. Soon Bheem pinned Kichak to the ground and hammered him with powerful blows of his fists. Each and every bone in Kichak's body was crushed to a pulp. Bheem caught Kichak's neck with his strong hands and cut off his hair. Kichak struggled. He thrashed his body round but Bheem didn't let go. Soon Kichak stopped moving and his body lay still. But Bheem was not done with Kichak. He kept on beating Kichak's dead body until it turned into an unrecognizable bloody pile of flesh and bones. Bheem opened the door and found Draupadi waiting. He said, Look, look what I have done to Kichak. This is how I, Bheem Sain, deal with someone who lays an evil eye on you. Call the guards and let them know. Bheem went back to the palace kitchen. Draupadi was stupefied. It took few moments for her to get back to her senses. She called the guards and said, Come, come and see what my Gandharva husbands have done to your evil general Kichak for insulting me. The guards rushed to the dancing hall and stood shocked to see the ghastly scene. 
They looked around for Kichak's head and other body parts but found nothing but a huge ball of flesh. Kichak's friends and followers were devastated to see their hero die such a gruesome death. As they were carrying Kichak's body to the crematorium, they saw Draupadi standing by the palace corridors. There she is! The evil Sairindri! yelled one of the carriers. We should throw her into the fire with Kichak! King Dvirat didn't have the courage to protest. Kichak's followers grabbed Draupadi and dragged her to the crematorium to burn her alive. When the news reached Bhim, he burst in rage. He changed into a disguise, uprooted a tree and ran after Kichak's friends. The moment Kichak's friends saw Bhim running towards them with a tree in hand, they left Draupadi and ran for their lives. Bhim caught up to them and killed them all. The gruesome death of Kichak and his friends frightened King Virat and his ministers. Virat called Sudeshna and said, Ask Sairindri to leave my kingdom. Sudeshna, shocked at her brother's death, conveyed the message to Draupadi. Draupadi looked at Sudeshna and with a calm voice she said, My queen, thirteen days from now, my Gandharva husbands will return from their assignment and take me with them. Till then, I would like to stay here. Draupadi's confidence and the command in her voice left Sudeshna with no other choice but to agree. Draupadi got behind Sudeshna to tend to her hair with flowers and fragrant oils. The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudipta Tabamik. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. Find us online at facebook.com slash Mahabharata podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any other podcast catcher. On Twitter, we are at Mahabharat Audio. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And now for some late-breaking news. The podcast is also available as a book, Dwapar Kata, The Stories of Mahabharata, published by HarperCollins, India.